I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Ufo Cephas, here we go. Listen, buddy, there are three types of moans and groans you will hear on a Monday morning. Number one is the sound of the bookie moaning and groaning after we bust his ass up all weekend. (laughs) Number two is the moans and groans of me getting out of bed to go to work after drinking myself full retarded and busting up said bookie all weekend. And of course, the third moan and groan are from that thing I used to get back in the day and apparently not anymore. Bit of a drought going on over here, but that's all right. Two out of three on the moan groan chart. Ain't bad, buddy. Ain't too bad. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun. We'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doo out of your asshole. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My bad, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up with those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill. By now, we will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! Woo! Love that money. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible freaking disgusting choice of the week well thank you very much there sir tonight i am drinking a saint arnold's oktoberfest by saint arnold's brewery in houston oh boy houston with an h texas rated four out of five stars on my beer app it is one of my favorite local oktoberfest beers and i'm drinking it because 
It's mm-hmm. finally October, baby. And yeah. I have already been to one Oktoberfest in Utah. I plan on going to the one in Addison as well. I love this time of the year and the and the German culture, easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, Longhorn, little known fact, Germany was actually founded by the Swiss, but German guys weren't much for getting kissed on the lips. So those boys went back to Sweden and spread chocolate over each other's buttholes or whatever they do in that country. No. But also, one more little known fact, the bra was actually invented in Germany. And although once it got to America, it was known as the Brazier in Germany, the word for bra is actually stop them from flopping. <laughs> Happy Oktoberfest, boys and girls. Stop them from fucking dropping, huh? Can, Stop can you say, flopping. say it again? I'm going to give you the, the floor. Say it with, with no background noise. Stop them from flopping. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. All right, boys and girls. We're going to get in the podcast now. We're going to do good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking heading me. We're going to go over every, and I do mean every, win in the NFL in the yeah. air tonight. And, of course, we're going to get you paid with those free picks baby but right now we gotta get paid and to do that here is this week's sponsor this week's podcast is sponsored by kissmyass.com hey there fuckheads it's me cowboy bob and i bought time in this stupid ass podcast to tell you about this brand new company i done started it's called kissmyass.com and before you go asking what all my new company does just sit down and shut the fuck up for a second and i'll tell you god damn you impatient bastards Anyhow, have you ever been in a job where you just can't stand your boss? Some fucking retard walks around telling corny jokes showing pictures of his shitty ass kids or ugly ass wife? Don't you just wish you could tell him what a pussy he was and get away with it? Well, guess what, motherfucker? Now you can! All you gotta do is go to kissmyass.com, upload a pic of your boss with their first and last name and address to your office, and we'll take care of the rest. Hell, I'll personally show up and tell that fart-knocking fuckhead what's what and embarrass him right in front of the whole goddamn office. So if your boss is a twat waffle, ass-faced, douche-hat, dickwad, dingleberry dickhead, and you want to send him down a river of shame in a douche canoe, you need to go to kissmyass.com right now, motherfucker! Put in code word GloryHole for 10% off our services. Wait, fuck all that! I didn't approve that shit! You motherfuckers are going to pay me every goddamn dime. You think you're getting 10% off my ass? Jesus Christ, Longhorn, that KissMyAss.com is a hell of a product. <laughs> I actually used them when I last left my last career. I called up Cowboy Bob, and uh, he showed up, and he delivered exactly what his service said that he would, and it was quite the fucking show. So uh, kudos to him, and kudos to that great company, and I recommend them. To anybody, uh, and you will get the discount despite what he bitches about at the end. You you do get the ten percent discount if you use Coburg Glory Hole. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I personally think that uh, we Cowboy Bob needs to call up this uh, stop him from flopping and and get them and fire them because I don't know about you, but I like them flopping personally. Keep them flopping, ladies. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good! Well, that's just fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad! Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Boys 
boys and girls, and as always, we start off with the good, and the good last week was fucking Haas, baby! Yeah! 13 and 6 on the week. Free college pick of the week. Hit Pizza Money Parlay plus 1350. Hit. Oh my god. 43 and 28 on the year, and we are fucking rolling! Yeah. This dude, I mean, we had our first losing week last weekend, barely dropped a couple of units, and then just fucking bam, came back and dropped the hammer on those bookies. So let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Let's do, and to do that, <laughs> let's try to avoid something like this, because the bad, as we always tell on ourselves, uh, yeah, we had Florida State minus seven versus Wake Forest, <laughs> and Florida State went up seven nothing. And then they Cancel. got their goddamn doors blown off. That Just was cancel the game pick. after the first touchdown. It's over. Let's take our win. Game over. First drive and collect our win. Can we do that? No. Yeah, I wish they would have like called a mercy rule for the, <laughs> you know, hurricane or something. Had some decency or humanity, but no. Of course they didn't. And I, I fucking hate that quarterback Travis from Florida State. Uh, he's a trash time fucking hero. He's literally like the Jared Goff of the fucking ACC. Wait, who, what's his name? Uh, I think it's Jordan Travis something Travis. Oh, okay. I was thinking, I was thinking he was the guy from that um, that college show or Netflix show where the college transfers come from the uh, those small JUCO schools. And then I know there was one that went to Florida State, but I don't. No, think that's no, a, he's okay. he's been there for a couple of years. He. He, he, he's one of those dudes that keeps, you know, thinking, oh, he's going to take this year. This is the year he takes a step. This is the year he takes a step. He ain't never taking a fucking step. He mm-hmm. sucks. Didn't on Saturday. Ugh. All right, moving on to the are you fucking kidding me? And this week, this one might be a little bit controversial, but it cost us money, so I'm putting it in. We had the Steelers minus <clears throat> three and a half. Now, they're losing at halftime 10 to six, and Trubisky <sighs> is not playing well. Which is not a shock, <laughs> but I did say on this podcast last week when we covered that game, he's playing for his fucking job. So, you know, we're one and we're one touchdown away from covering, right? We're one one time one touchdown away from covering and winning. And Mitch could have easily done that in the second half, right? We've all seen him do it, but Tomlin pulls him for fucking small hands picking. Who, if you've been watching the show, you know. I am not a fan of that kid. Pickett then throws three picks and he fumbles, which, by the way, again, I said it out on the Meet I Mean It podcast, he's going to fumble in at least 75% of his starts. And, of course, Pittsburgh loses the game. And if you want to see what you have in Pickett, I do understand and I do support it. But not in the middle of a fucking game when you are one score away from winning. That doesn't help him. That doesn't help you. And I can guarantee it pissed that, those fucking veterans off on that team. Mike Tomlin, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It was it was an ugly game. And honestly, the way they're both playing, I don't know that it's much of a difference. I don't know. We'll get into that when we get to the games. But yeah, it was... that. that you know what the point is here? The point is our week was so fucking awesome that that's where you got to go to find an Are You Kidding Me? That's how good our fucking week was. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, 
Okay, it's happening. Stay calm. What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! Boys and girls, it is time to go over all these NFL wins in the air. Tonight's 3-1 for us last week to the clients. Uh, another couple of good weeks in the fucking Super Contest. Rolling right fucking along, baby. And now we're getting to the meats, the meats of the second quarter starting now of the schedule in the NFL. And that's where things Kind of start to shift, kind of start to turn, kind of start to see who these teams really are. A little update on the trend that we've been covering. Uh, teams that what that did not cover versus a team that covered. Again, over 60% last year. Last week, 5-2 on those teams. 13-7 on that trend so far on the year. This week, we've got eight of those teams. I'll be mentioning them as we go. We also have to start bringing in the before and after buy trends as we have buys starting next week. It's not going to be a huge factor this week, but I'll be mentioning those as well. Uh, so that's what I'll preface this week with. But now, Longhorn, let's get started. In jolly old London, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers are consensus eight-point favorites over the New York football giants. Yeah, good day, mate. Uh, good to see you and keep keep our keep our game over keep our game over here across the pond. I don't. It could be fucking England. It could be Australia. They could play this game in fucking Iraq. I don't care. It's across the fucking pond. Uh, I don't care for it too much to be honest with you. But um, whatever. You know. I guess. You know. When I go to the bar at about eleven, eleven fifteen, I guess it's not the end of the world that I'm catching the end of. The first game, and holy shit, what a fucking amazing one that was last week when you got the double doink off the fucking goalpost. So that was kind of awesome and neat. But um, in this game, <clears throat> look, I mean, do we officially know who's? I mean, I'm assuming Daniel Jones is going to be uh, fine and play this game. Uh, but I just don't like the quarterback issues, and uh, honestly, all the issues going on for the Giants. I mean, they somehow with a quarterback who we know is not really that great, not a difference maker at quarterback, and literally the worst weapons in football, worse even than what Justin Fields is dealing with in Chicago. That's what they're rolling out there in the passing game, and yet still, Saquon Barkley is having one of his career years. So kudos to to them in their running game, and that does kind of scare me because Green Bay has been god-awful at stopping the run uh, this year, as a matter of fact, the teams that have been like kind of sneaky and having a chance to beat them this year are teams that run the ball. We just saw it last weekend with New England, who pounded the fucking rock all over them. So that does scare me. This is a normal situational slam spot for the better team over here across the pond. Uh, so that does point me to Green Bay, but these eight points scare me. So I do feel more comfortable. It's a perfect tee spot. I do feel comfortable taking them in one of your legs on a two-team six-point teaser and take Green Bay down to minus two. So I'm going to lean in Green Bay on the tease leg. 
Yeah, I like that call. I like that call a lot. So I started digging into so, so Green Bay is one of those teams coming off um, ATS loss versus a team coming off an ATS win. Um, so you get them on, like I said, 13 and 7 so far this year. So 65%. They're on the 65% side. I always like to have the better quarterback in that situation, and that's what we have. And I started digging in because some of these numbers are not making a lot of sense, and these records aren't making a lot of sense, as they usually are through four weeks. But if you dig a little further, Green Bay is ninth overall in DVOA with the 16th strength of schedule. So they played an average schedule, and they're a top-10 football team. The Giants are 23rd in DVOA, so obviously bottom third with the 26th easiest schedule in DVOA. So, in other words, they are they're bad, and they played a bunch of bad people just to be bad. So, we know they're going to stop winning football games. I think it stops right here, like you said. Over the pond, big favorites are generally pretty much money over there with the travel. But I did dive a little further, and I was just going through some stuff trying to create some correlations through all this DVO information. And from the projections that I ran, I ran two different projections, and Green Bay wins the game in both projections. However, uh, they don't cover in either one of them. So, and our numbers are in agreement to the Giants. So that's probably how that all lines up, kind of to your lean to the Giants and the points. But, like I said, this is a smash spot. For the better team and they are on the trend line and you do have Aaron Rodgers and one more thing uh, Green Bay has gotten I mean Aaron Rodgers has been about an average quarterback for being honest so far this year but what they do really well is they run the ball they're fifth in rushing offense and the Giants are 21st in rushing DVOA defense so both teams might have the advantage on each other running the football which means it's going to come down to the quarterback to make plays who do you trust, Aaron Rodgers or Danny Dimes? I know who I fucking trust. But uh, anyway, we will move on to the Buffalo Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. And they are 14 points home fate to those shitty fucking Steelers. <clears throat> yeah, this is a... Uh... <laughs> this is a ridiculous line. Matter of fact, it's a historical line. Uh, Pittsburgh has never, ever... In the history of their franchise, been a 14-point underdog. Um, just everything in my handicapping soul tells me that Pittsburgh is the right play here. Um, and anything that goes wrong or weird for Buffalo um, in this game, and and it's just going to be a struggle to cover that big number. Um, you know, Buffalo's coming off that huge road win against one of the AFC rivals that they're going to have to make it to where they want to get to. Um, and, and they had to come from behind to do it. So it was, you know, a lot of energy spent, a lot of mental and physical energy spent in that win on the road. Um, you know, it's, it's just that classic comeback home after a huge, exhausting win and kind of take a deep breath against a team that you're a 14-fucking-point favorite on and just and just kind of relax a little bit. Know you're going to come out there with a win and and kind of get you know have a have a 17 to 20 point lead in the fourth quarter and because you you know just don't care you pull some starters the other team kind of backdoors you it's, it's that classic backdoor scenario however um uh, you know what I, 
I'm just going to stay away. It's For me, it's Pittsburgh or nothing. So uh, I think I'm leaning towards a stay away from me, but what do you got? Yeah, 100%. I think it's Pittsburgh or nothing. Um, if you look at the look-ahead line, and this is really where it drew me to that, it was Buffalo minus 9.5 on the summer line. And if you look at the world opener, it was 8. So... Now we're at 14. Now, look at Summerline is also, you know, obviously taking into fact how good we thought Buffalo was going to be. And our power rankings, they are they are who we thought they were. <laughs> they exact, are. Exactly as badass as we said they were going to be. We both picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The numbers reflected that. We went with it. We both expected Pittsburgh to be shit-ass teams. Our shit-ass team. We have an under ticket on them for the season. It looks fucking great, by the way. And you know what? Obviously, the market expected them to be really bad too, being nine and a half point dogs. I mean, that's a huge fucking dog for a Pittsburgh team. I can't remember the last time they were nine and a half, much right. less fucking fourteen. <laughs> Never. So, but I don't understand where we get. If we expected Buffalo to be awesome and we expected Pittsburgh to be shitty, and the line was nine and a half, and then like I said, the the world was eight. How did we get to fourteen? Like, where's the big upgrade for Buffalo? Where is the big downgrade for Pittsburgh? I, I, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, it just seems like a bunch of recency bias. And maybe and maybe a rookie quarterback, his first start on the road, <clears throat> you know, that, that generally doesn't go well. But no. it could go really, really shitty, and you could yeah. lose by 13 points. A so. lot of vari- there's a lot of variance in this game for sure. Um, and – I don't know if you're done, but I just wanted I wanted to address the the, the picket thing that you talked about earlier. I wanted to address that a little bit because I I watched all that game. Obviously, we had a uh, we had a super contest play on that, so it was it was one of the games I was watching closely. And yes, he had three picks. Uh, I won't speak on the fumble because at 100 agree he's going to fumble in almost every game he fucking plays because he does the tiny hand syndrome, the carnies, small hands. You know, <laughs> it's just that's just the way it goes. But <laughs> I will say the three picks. One was a Hail Mary, throw that out. One was a uh, a shot downfield, not a great decision into double coverage, but it was a shot that fucking Trubisky's never going to take. So I don't mind a quarterback that's willing to gunsling and at least stretch the field and show that he's willing to hit every part of the field. And the other one was, um, it was a tip, uh, tip pass off of his receiver's hands, kind of late delivery. He didn't see it soon enough. So yes, he should have thrown it earlier, but it was off the hands. So, you know, you can stretch and say that all three weren't really, you know, uh, what, my point is like, yes, he had four turnovers, but it really wasn't as bad as it looked. Now, going here on the road. No, this he, could, only, he only had three turnovers, but you can take, yeah, the, sorry. You can take the, the Hail Mary and switch it to the luck of them recovering the fumble. Okay. And just kind of call it even and just and, say, just say three of the way. And that's fine, but the, the one he threw deep was, it was like an arm punt. I mean, they intercepted it, like, at the 10-yard line. So, you know, like, b- bottom line is, uh, yes, he c- they could lose by 30 here or they're going to keep it close and have a shot to win. That, I mean, I don't know. How, is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, 100%. There, there is no other way. Like, I, I don't see the backdoor scenario just because that's not what bu- – if you remember Buffalo being big favorites last year. Oh, yeah, that's true. They, yeah. they just – 
continued. They're bullies, and they love to just beat the shit <laughs> hey, out of people. Josh Allen, go up there with a go out there with a twenty-eight point lead. I mean, and we go, saw it. Go week, get you another one. We saw it in week one. They're playing the Rams. They're about twenty fucking points in the first game. He's oh, still yeah. running quarterback he's, fucking yes, draws on still a design power sweeps. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, never mind. Never mind that whole backdoor thing. I said, forget about it. Yeah, it's either Pittsburgh gets lucky and gets some turnovers, or maybe Pickett, you know, goes out there and plays awesome, and you know, at least for a week proves me wrong. Or Buffalo is going to blow their goddamn doors off. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on. The Cleveland Browns are at home, and they're in the usual spot they're used to. They are dogs, two and a half points now to the Los Angeles Super Chargers. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know if this counts, but we haven't had one in two weeks, so I'm going to use it here. This is the Big Dick Pick of the Week. I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. Big floppy donkey dick. Is that your fucking dick? With my dick. Nice big cock. I'm going to put my dick in. All right, so obviously I picked the Chargers to go to the AFC Championship game, so nobody is a bigger uh, supporter of those Chargers than me. However, I am not blind. I am not stupid. And the retarded level of this team is really how you have to gauge them. <laughs> it's really it's really how you have to like pick them and handicap them. So last week, they only went half retard. Uh, and you can win like that. When they only go half retard... You can win, and they can cover. Um, this week, they're going out to the fucking windy, cold city of Cleveland, and nobody knows that better than us. We went to the draft in April, uh, and you know, oh my a- God. April weather to October—that's kind of the flip, the the same side of the of the flip of the coin as far as weather goes. So it's going to be windy. It's going to be fucking cold coming off that lake. That is not the place for this Charger team to go um you've got cleveland coming off a bad loss to atlanta they're a running team going against a bad run defense um it, i had one more point in my head and i'm you know i'm gonna let you go but but yeah chargers if the chargers go full ro- uh, retard here cleveland will win this game as as a matter of fact you know the the uh the big dick pick of the week means that i that i'm picking them to win in case we get some new listeners. So, yeah, Cleveland wins this game. Take whatever points you can get. But, yeah, Cleveland wins this game. What do you got? Uh, is Keenan Allen playing or no? He is, last I saw, questionable. And I and and Miles Garrett is also questionable. So, we that for sure, we need to check those. All right. So, this is a couple things here. One, Cleveland is one of the trend teams. So, they did not cover last week. Where's the team that did cover in the Chargers? So you got that going for you if you like Cleveland. Uh, in a deeper dive analysis I did on these two teams, uh, actually a lot more even than I thought. If you look at Cleveland, uh, Cleveland is 12th in DVOA, but they've got the 30th strength of schedule, so they played a bunch of shitbirds. The Chargers are 10th, so top 10 with a 15th, so they played better than average schedule. And they're top 10. They're still a better team than Cleveland, which you already know that because they're a home dog. But when I played the uh, scenario out, the two uh, simulations I did, uh, they split on the straight-up win and they split on the cover, 50-50. And our numbers have Cleveland as a full agreement. So if you like Cleveland, a lot of things going for me here. The money's coming in on Cleveland. This line was three... 
Yes, this line was three. It's down to two and a half. If you look at the look ahead from the summer, I think it's spot on. Yeah, so it was two. So we're only half a point away from that. And again, I don't know what. And this isn't, again, this is still not quite. The Watson kind of kick-in straddle is going to happen around week eight for Cleveland. So, and you'll see the numbers flip when we get there. But uh, right now, I think it was still pretty much assumed in the summertime that Watts would not be here. I think eight was the consensus going in. So that's where that's where we're at on this one. So I definitely agree with you. Cleveland is the side. And one th- one thing I'll say is Cleveland's two and two. Uh, I think right. Like that's so funny how we don't pay attention much to the actual record. They are two and two officially, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> we don't even check records because they. We don't give a shit. No, they don't mean anything. But I think they're two and two. And my point is going to be that the two losses are a game that they were dominating against the Jets. And last week, they kind of let one go against Atlanta in a game that they were also, you know, kind of, uh, well, they they weren't dominating that one. But my point is they could be 4-0. And if they were 4-0, or let's just say 3-1, this line would be different. I don't think they'd be getting two and a half or three points at home for sure. So. Yeah, and at that point, I might be on the Chargers because, again, Cleveland's done this against the 30th, easy, 30th easiest schedule per DBOA. So, again, they've been beating up on some shitbirds. But the Chargers still really hurt on defense, and we don't know if Keenan Allen's playing. So we'll see yeah. how that goes. And they have two rookies starting on the offensive line. So it's, 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 it's not great. All right, moving on. The Minnesota Vikings. Are now seven point home favorites versus the Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember if I said this last week or not, but just go ahead and put Chicago in the Hello Corner TV game all year <laughs> long. I'm serious; like, I cannot watch this fucking team. They are, they are. It's, it's. It makes my eyes bleed when I watch this fucking team play offense. Um, I'm going to default to to Kirk at noon here. Uh, even with this big line, and even though it's a division dog, which would normally always point me towards uh, a division dog getting seven fucking points, but I, I just can't. I cannot do it with this with this this offense and and and, and what they got going um, until they prove it to me. That this, you know what this is? This is a. I'm not touching this fucking game at all, betting or super contest or anything. I won't even watch it. But this is a prove it to me game, like. This, this is a game where show me that you can go in here and and even if it's ugly, keep it close, or if it kind of gets away from you, that you have the ability to backdoor. Because I haven't seen it yet, and if I don't see it, then it's, then it's just more of the same, and I want no parts of Chicago all year long. I don't really want any part of either one of these teams. Uh, they both suck a big bag of dicks. Um, <laughs> and... Although our numbers are agreement with Chicago here. Of course they're going to be. Well, I mean, seven points is too much to give a team like Minnesota who sucks. I mean, they're not a good football team, right now at least. So, of course, but Chicago is so god-awful bad. Uh, Justin Fields is 31st out of 32 starting quarterbacks in CPOE plus EPA. Uh, only your boy Baker Mayfield has been worse, and we know how that's looking, Carolina, and we'll get to that in a minute. Killing it. <laughs> yeah, he's killing it. Uh, in the simulation I ran, Minnesota does win this game both times straight up, and they split the ATS. 
But I mean, if Minnesota wins, I think I, I think they're going to cover as well. Now, can Minnesota totally come out and shit themselves and shit their britches and let Chicago win this game? Of course they can. I hope to God they fucking don't. We got a fucking underbet on Chicago, and it's time for them and the New York Giants to start eating a gigantic bag of shit because those teams suck so fucking bad. Oh, they will. They will. I, I mean, I know they will, but it's like it, this is the time. This is the time for them just to start just – just go, just go away. Just go away and die. And now's the time to do it. All right. All right. Moving on. We've got the New England Patriots at home. Three-point favorite consensus over your Detroit Lions. Yeah, this is a just a situational smash spot for New England to me. Uh, what what's consensus? Uh, consensus is three. Hmm. Okay, so I got them in earlier at two and a half, but that's fine. You know, three or less, if you can get New England, to me, that's the play here. That's my lean. Uh, Detroit is 3-1 ATS and 4-0 to the over, but they have not played a game outside yet this year. Now they go to the nasty East Coast weather to play a desperate New England team at home. Um, This is just, you know, you can tell me what the numbers say, but situationally, uh, and, and style, you know, style of, of, of you know, dome team versus outside injuries. All it'd be just everything points to New England to me. All right, so a couple things in this game. One, the numbers are splits. Uh, number two, Detroit is one of the teams coming off ATS loss, going to uh, a team that covered last week in New England. Um, that's right, right. New England won last week. New England. No, no, they covered versus no, Green they Bay. They covered, but did not yeah. win. So that it. So Detroit's on the good part of that trend. Um, this is where our first. Yeah, I haven't missed any. Our first buy trend again. Not huge advantages here because every team going towards the buy is on the road, and on the road is not not big uh, advantages. Since we've been tracking it. Um, they're an away dog. Those are 28 and 25. So, again, not a huge deal there. But I just wanted to put that information out there. We'll continue to track and see how that goes the week before the buy. Now, in the simulations that I ran, Detroit won both times, and they covered both times. Um, so, they we'll do, see. They do fucking – this is their sweet spot. It's just situationally I don't like them. So, if you look at uh, overall – I have this written up. So overall, Detroit is 18th in DBOA with the 10th uh, hardest schedule, actually. So they're below average, but they played a bunch of above average teams. But New England is right behind them at 19th, and they've got the fourth DBOA hardest schedule. So that tells you right there that obviously New England probably is the better team. That's why they're getting or they're laying the points at home. Vegas is telling them they're a smidge better, a smidge better than Detroit. So it's moving towards three and a half. That is definitely too rich for my blood. I'll be all over the, the lines at that point. But, um, you know, like you said, New England's desperate. And they've got, let's not forget this, they got my boy Bailey motherfucking Zappy. Going to start a quarterback, I believe. I haven't heard anything on Hoyer, but I think Bailey Zappy starting. And if that happens, you well, might as well count your money right now. Homeboy. I mean, he, he couldn't have had a better team to go against uh, than the Detroit Lions. Well, I did hear the stat that Detroit is the first team in NFL history to, through four weeks, uh, they're 
to average over 35 points scored on offense and also giving up 35 points or more on defense. So it's the city of equality, baby. They want everybody to be the same up there. Those and, and just socialists. let just let me say, like obviously, I was real. I've you know, Detroit's one of my my dogs. They they've they've fucked. They've kind of fucked their chances. Like I mean, through the first four weeks, yeah, Philly's an expected loss. They they, but you had Washington, Minnesota, and Seattle. You have to win two of those three, and you you needed to be sitting at two and two right now to have any shot to do what I thought they would do and win like you know seven games. So now I mean now's the time where they'd have to go in here and beat you know in New England at New England and, and really pull up some upsets to kind of get back on track. So a quarter of the way through the season, they're making me look bad, and I know they're dealing with injuries, but you know whatever they're still putting up a lot of points. It's it, it's really the Achilles heel of what I said. It's the fucking defense that is just not there yet. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I'm I'm really interested. The only thing that's not that's really keeping me off from just slamming Detroit into my super contest is the fact that Belichick has seen golf before, obviously in the Super Bowl, and I'm sure before that. And he knows his strengths, he knows his weaknesses now. He's got good weapons, but he had good weapons in LA too, so I don't know. Uh <laughs> It's gonna be interesting. One more thing, one more real quick thing, and I and I noticed this during the Hard Knocks, um, the the Hard Knocks thing on HBO, and you know you know how sometimes when you watch teams like the Rams or San Francisco or um, I don't know, just 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 teams that have uh, innovative offense and offensive lines that kind of do unique things in blocking, unique uh, route patterns and, and and combinations and stuff like that. I noticed it in Hard Knocks, even though they didn't talk about it. But you know, we've been watching football so long that I, you know, we can see things uh, that that they're not even talking about. But this offensive coordinator, and they didn't really talk about him at all for Detroit. They they run things that that um, I mean, let's face it, they just put up forty something points, and they're missing like all their weapons. I mean, like yeah. the, they are fucking humming on offense, and it's it's. I mean, we know what golf is. You know, he is what he is, but. Their their patterns in offense and and the way that they can get gaps in the running game like this dude that no one's talking about I still don't even know his name but this guy should be a commodity I mean my God he's coming out here with no weapons and still put on forty points so uh, look for that going forward whoever this dude is on offense look for him to be kind of the next uh, hot thing on the on the the coaching front yeah he's doing a good job I will warn against though it's been. It's been some fool's gold on some of that. Uh, like last week in Seattle, Seattle had like a 82 or 85 win expectancy pretty much the entire game. So Detroit was really, especially in the fourth quarter, I think it went up to 90%. Detroit was putting up a lot of trash time points, as they always fucking do. Uh, they just keep scoring. They just keep fucking scoring. Somehow stop. they didn't get the cover, which I'm thankful for, and I know you are too, last week. But anyway... Here we go. We're going to move up. Those New Orleans Saints, they're back. And they're five-and-a-half-point home favorites versus the Seattle Seahawks. And this is the Danger Zone Game of the Week. So in this game, I really it's 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 gotten to the point now where I just trust Gino. I know it's only been four weeks, uh, but I was watching that game last week closely again because we had it in the super contest and it was one of our picks 
to the clients. That dude is fucking spinning that rock and putting it. I mean, he's making throws that, I mean, well-covered receivers, fully guarded, and the ball, he couldn't have fucking handed it to him either. Like, that's what, these are the type of throws that Geno fucking Smith is making right now. And I'm just sitting there watching, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And he keeps doing it week after week after week. So I, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to trust this guy um, and and his control of this offense. And you look, I might be walking into it. I may be getting burned here uh, uh, this Sunday. It might, it might come back and bite me. But uh, I, I'm going to lean to Seattle here. I, I just can't trust New Orleans right now. I really don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation. Even if Winston plays, I, we haven't seen what we, you know, what, what, we haven't seen the upside of Jameis. We all know the downside, but we, but sometimes you get the upside. We haven't even seen that. Uh, and the defense, I don't really know what's going on with the defense. Cam Jordan and um, the other kid from UTSA, the, uh, shit, his name came with the, the other defensive end, they're not, they're not getting to the quarterback like they have in years past. So look, everything points to Seattle for me on this. Um, it's, New Orleans better be careful. They're about to slip to uh, one and four. So watch out. Oh, not your not your NFC South division winners. Uh, look, man. I mean, like, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not blind and I'm not retarded. So I'm, I'm watching the games and, and I call it how I see it. Like, they better turn it around right now. This better be the game that they turn it around and drill this Seattle team. Uh, but be careful. It's dangerous. Yeah, we need them to. We need Seattle to stop winning fucking football well, I games know. almost I know. immediately. Um, but, you know, I I am completely torn in this game. I don't have any feel for it. If you look at the look headline of the summer, uh, it was six and a half. It's five and a half. You know, I, obviously Seattle has been upgraded from what we thought. New Orleans has been downgraded. Is a point enough? Maybe not. Maybe it should be more. Um I don't see any difference between Winston and the Red Rifle or whatever the fuck they call Andy Dalton. The BB at this, gun. Yeah, at this point. So they easily could have won that game against oh Minnesota. Oh, my God. That fucking throw he made down the seam to Olave to set up that fucking uh, last field goal. Holy shit, what a throw. Yeah, I mean, he can still spin it too. But I will say this, to your point, and I got to give credit where credit is due, and that is to Mr. Geno Smith, the number one. CPOE plus EPA quarterback in the NFL through four weeks is Geno motherfucking Smith. I mean, it so, only took eight years for him to finally like the West Virginia fucking Geno Smith. No shit. Well, oh no, no. Just to his junior year, his senior year, he sucked balls at West That's Virginia. That's right. That's right. I had a yeah. fucking future ticket on him on the fucking Heisman. Thanks a lot, Geno. Yeah, he, maybe he, he'll win he it this year. He didn't even invite him. Maybe he'll win the Heisman this year. <laughs> yeah, our numbers are split on this. I'm split on it. It's kind of it's kind of one of those. Uh, I just want to see what happened games. Yeah. So, but I definitely do lean with you. There's no. I'm not laying five and a half with Andy Dalton. No. Even as bad as Seattle is, or Winston. Yeah, or Winston. Either one of them. Uh, but like I said, I don't really have any interest in playing this game with live money. We'll see what the contest lines look like. But uh, yeah. I don't, I don't really have any interest in betting this game, personally. All right. All right, Longhorn, we're going to move on to those New York J-E-T-S Jets! 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 And this week, they are three-point consensus home dogs of those Miami Dolphins. Yeah, this is pretty simple. 
Pretty simple game for me. Jets coming off a miracle win and Miami coming off a bad loss on the road with 10 days rest. Just a smash spot. Gobble up to minus three because uh, I think by game time, this is definitely going to tick up to, uh, I mean, three is a key number, so maybe only three and a half. But I do see it ticking up. Take the three if you can get it. Love Miami here. Love it. Yep, I love them too. Uh, Miami is one of our trend teams. Obviously did not cover versus the Jets who did cover. And so far, Miami is the 14th overall DVOA team with the second hardest schedule in the league. And the Jets are the 25th with the 8th. So the Jets have played a bunch of good teams and they've looked like, you know, the Jets for the most part. Uh, And then another, I got another trend here. And it's a good one because, as you boys and girls know, Teddy Two Gloves is now... The starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Tua, uh, died uh, an honorable death. Yeah, he was. He lived a good life. Good he sports lived a, life. He lived a good life for a Hawaiian. God damn it, where's this trend? Oh, fuck. I got to find it. Sorry. Is it when your quarterback dies on the field the next week, your team always covers? Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> 100%. Okay, no. Here it is. Teddy Two Gloves. In his career, road starts is 23-6 and six ATS. This man is yeah. a two-glove road warrior, baby. Let's get it, Teddy. Let's get it. Let's fucking get it. And through the, uh, through the simulations I did, Miami wins both ways. Miami covers both ways. I fucking love me some Miami Dolphins. All right. All right, moving on to Tampa Bay with those Tampa Brady Buccaneers are eight and a half point consensus home favorites versus the Falcons. Oh man, fucking you know Tampa. Tampa's burned me two weeks in a row as short favorites, uh, which is like the sweet spot for Tom Brady. So yeah, yeah. figure figure that one out. Uh, but but I, I just I am I'm a little torn in this game coming off a prime. Time loss, uh, Tampa Bay did, and Atlanta coming off a huge win. Uh, but but they did lose their running back. So uh, now Patterson was hampered last week. He he did share carries with two other running backs. So we'll see how they mix that in. But he is the dude there, um, no doubt. Now obviously there's you know the rumors of Tommy getting a divorce. Uh, I don't know. Is that is that one of those things that's going to add? more distractions or is it one of those things that you know if it finally comes to a head and he's out and he can just focus all on football maybe it's a you know snap back into his normal mode these are these are unknowns we really don't know i normally lean heavily to the big division dog here in this spot um it just basically i'm all over the place so i'm gonna have to pass um i will say that right now everybody's in on atlanta Everybody's coming in on Atlanta now. I've been on them for weeks. It's it's kind of like everybody's tardy to the uh, tardy to the party a little bit. Uh, so it feels like now that everybody's coming in on Atlanta, it's exactly when I want to kind of jump off a little bit. Um, but I'm just gonna lean to Tampa um, on a teaser. Uh, what was the one? I, yeah, Green. I tell you what, Green Bay. Take them down to minus two. Take Tampa Bay down to minus two and a half. There's your two game teaser. I feel much more comfortable with those two teams at that at those numbers 
Yeah, everybody's tardy to the party, but the bad news is this party's getting busted by the fucking cops because Atlanta sucks a big bag of dicks. They are one of the biggest fool's gold teams in the NFL. And Tampa Bay, for all their woes, guess what, boys and girls? Their weapons are back now, and even with all their miscomings and, and you know poor performances, they are still the fifth-ranked DBOA team through four weeks and guess what that's against the sixth hardest schedule atlanta is 11th looks pretty good right yeah they played the 24th easiest schedule they played nobody they're gonna get their fucking doors blown off uh tampa bay is going to work them and work them and work them money is coming in it's up to nine almost everywhere if you want eight and a half you better fucking grab it now because it ain't gonna be there by game time this was 11 and a half look ahead mm. from the summertime. It was a 10 and a half of the world opener. How the fuck we ever got from 10 and a half down to 8 and a half of the shitty ass Atlanta football team? <laughs> I don't fucking know. But, all I, uh, I want to know is you said Miss Cummings, and I've been missing a lot of Cummings lately. <laughs> so I just feel like it's all lining up in our, in our universe here. And I don't have the stat uh, or the trend on me, but Tom coming off two straight losses. Uh, you know, you're not going to want to play him that third game. I, I remember that part of it. Uh, it was an incredible trend. I can't remember what it is now, and I don't have it written down. But And now yeah. that he's getting divorced, he's not going to be missing any Cummings either. He is going to be full steam ahead. Yeah, he's going to have a, not, a lot of new Brady running around Tampa Bay. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, those stupid Washington Redskins are at home. And, of course, they're dogs. Two and a half points to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, let's make this one quick. Hello, Corner TV game. I It feels like Washington is 0-8 this season. I don't really know what their record is. I don't care, really, either. Uh, but Tennessee just continues to do what they always do. They're a gritty team, well-coached team. They get injuries. They just keep fucking going. Uh, Wentz is what he is. He's in, And when he's on a team that that uh, is showing signs of quitting and showing signs of not really believing in him, which I don't blame them. This, this Everything points to a team that is ready to quit already in fucking week five, so I can't play that team. Lean to Tennessee. Uh, it's the only way, I can, only way I can play this. Yeah, our numbers have this exactly at a zero delta, so there's zero value in this now i forgot to mention tampa bay was one of the teams also coming off the trend not covering versus team that did cover washington also fits in that mold Mm. Uh, however washington's been bad they've been real real bad they're 30th in dvoa but they have also played the number one dvoa schedule tennessee is 20th in dvoa so they're bad too (laughs) and they've only played the 18th hardest DVOA schedule so and in the simulations I ran Washington wins this game and covers both times now again our numbers say there's no value in this I believe there's no value in this it's not something that I definitely want to play or even am contemplating playing especially two and a half especially I've told you how bad the Redskins are at home uh 45% cover since the goddamn stadium opened mm, so no it's, bueno. It's hard to back them. It's hard to back them at home, but I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked if this is if the if the Redskins get their second win on Sunday. Uh, it would not shock me. All right, all right. And I rarely back them, so that's yeah. saying something. <clears throat> all right, moving on. My Jacksonville 
Jaguar. Seven point home favorites. Whoo, who's your daddy, baby? Versus those Houston Texans. Yeah, I think the way you said that is exactly, you know, is exactly the way I feel about this. This line just feels a little rich to me, feels a little inflated, and I know that Jacksonville is becoming everyone's darling, and I do like the way they're playing. They have kind of even that la- that loss last week, I mean, it was a fucking rainstorm and uh, Goldilocks could not hold on to the ball. They, I mean, they, they just fought. They never gave up. They never quit. They kept, they, they just, look, I mean, a, a team that keeps trying, keeps fighting is, is a team that you want to back. However, it's not a team you want to lay a touchdown on. So this is kind of that Detroit thing where, yeah, you want them in the underdog role because they always got a chance to hit that back door, but you don't, I don't. Much like Detroit, this ain't their spot for them. So, a division dog getting seven. Give me Houston. Prove it to me, Jacksonville. Prove to me that you're a team that is ready in week five to go out and be a team that can dominate a division opponent uh, at home and and win by more than seven. So, prove it to me, but I'm going to lean to Houston for sure. Yeah, man, I think this is a bigger spot than people are making it out to be because on your road to being a great team, just to be a good team in the NFL, you have to beat the teams that you are supposed to beat. And you're a seven-point home favorite. Vegas is telling you, you have to win this game, period. You have to win the game. You're supposed to beat this team. And that's what good teams do. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They don't. Always beat the teams you're not supposed to beat or kind of they're even with. That's what separates good from great in the NFL. Um, So, you know, a Patrick Mahomes can go into Tampa Bay and beat a Tom Brady because he's great and they're a great team. So this is going to – we're going to see if Jacksonville is on their way to being a good football team or not. Now, our power rankings have this at a split. Well, the algorithms have a split. Our power rankings have a half a point uh, value here. So that's no value at all, really. So I don't, I'm not itching to play this game either way. It's a kind of wait and see game for me. They don't, neither one of these teams fall into anything in particular. Uh, looking down, Houston is an away dog before the bob. Again, that's the 28-25. That doesn't really mean anything to me at this point. So I, I'm not feeling real strong either way on this one. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Oh, sorry. One more quick nugget in. And everybody remember this going forward. So help us remember it. You remember it too. So there's basically been two bad weather games in Trevor Lawrence's entire career, college and pro. And it's been his two worst games of his entire career. He's got the Troy Aikman syndrome, apparently. He cannot handle a wet football. He cannot handle weather. So could be a problem for him in Jacksonville. Could not be. Who knows? But that's just something to note going forward. Uh, you know, he's in the South, so he got lucky with Indy and Houston with domes. Now, Tennessee in December, definitely yeah. could be some weather there. But anywhere in the country, just keep that in mind. Bad weather, I will be fading my boy Goldilocks going forward because he's played in it twice, and he's looked like absolute dog shit both times. 82 and sunny in Jacksonville on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I know the weather's good this week, but I'm just saying, just keep that in mind going forward. Yeah. All right, moving on. Oh, to those Carolina Panthers. (laughs) Woof. Six and a half point home dogs to the San Francisco 49ers. Longhorn is this Matt shitty I can't iron my fucking khakis for the goddamn (laughs) photo of the NFL head coach's last 
game of his NFL head coaching career? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they'll fire him in this early, but um, it doesn't fucking matter. Oh, he's getting fired mid. I'm gonna, I'm calling it right now. He's getting fired during the season this year. I don't know about this week, but he's getting yeah. fired. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I can't, I can't push back against that really at all. I just don't, I don't know. Look, the, the bottom line is like. If San Francisco can, can score 17 points, which I say they can, then they're gonna fucking <laughs> they're gonna fucking win and cover this fucking game. Uh, so I like I like San Francisco laying the points. I like San Francisco taking down on a teaser to a from six and a half to a half point. I like San Francisco every which way from Sunday on Sunday in this fucking game. Yeah, there's no other way to look at it. Uh, Carolina's next worldly bad. They they're the now they are on the uh, side with the cover versus the don't cover. Don't care. Yeah, it really didn't matter to me, but I wanted to point that out. I don't want to omit it. Uh, but <laughs> they are 28 overall in DVOA, and they play the 29th easiest schedule, which mm. means they are god awful against god awful. Uh, is Baker going to get fired this season? I don't. It probably. So. I swear to God, as soon as Sam Darnold comes <laughs> off the IR, he's gone. It's oh over. My. Uh, we got to watch Sam fucking Darnold again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, San Francisco is 7th in DVOA, but they've played a very easy <clears throat> schedule, 28th so far, which is bolstered by the Rams not being that great right now. But that means that San Francisco is 7th playing the average of Carolina, which means they're going to be a really good team on Sunday because they're playing the 28th fucking DVOA team in the NFL. So, yeah, go 49ers. <laughs> yep. All right, moving on. Those Los Angeles Rams host those Dallas Cowboys. And they're now five-and-a-half-point home favorites. Yeah, this is a weird game. This is, this is a, look, it's a smash spot for L.A. here to me. I already played them at minus four-and-a-half, which I don't understand why it's going to minus five-and-a-half. Um, but it is. Uh, so, coming off of, I mean, the smash spot, obviously, uh, LA coming off a primetime loss last week. Dallas is freaking undefeated with Cooper. Unbelievable rush. Like, I mean, you don't get a better situational spot here than that. Um, the Rams have lost two games all year. They're two and two. And those two losses are against Buffalo at full strength Buffalo week one and San Francisco last week, who they can never fucking beat. So I don't know they how. never per- beat them. Yeah, they never. Be. So I don't know how crazy you want to get here with like thinking that like uh, L.A. is is like severely downgraded just because they're two and two. Again, records don't mean shit this early in the season. Uh, but there is one red flag, and I and it would be it would be dishonest for me to not bring it up. L.A. through four weeks again, small sample. They are the last, dead last, PFF pass rushing graded team. So they're not protecting. Stafford and guess who's coming to town? Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and one of the best pass rushing teams overall defensively in Dallas. So again, little torn. I'm gonna lean towards the smash spot and and lean to LA. Uh, but I don't like how it's ticking up. So make make sense of this number move to me, Bosey, because I can't quite, you know, grasp it. Well, let's take a look at the uh, look ahead for <clears throat> one second. Uh, it was four and a half in this summer. It opened four and a half in the world opener. So basically, no change between you know 
then and now, and that's even with, so four and a half, you can say, well, that was with Dak, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's fine, but the world opener still stayed at four and a half. So even with Rush in and the Rams scuffling, uh, you know, the market felt the same, basically. So net, net zero there. But so now they're saying, So they're saying Rush is, is equal to Dak now? Well, it's a combination of Rush being upgraded, which, I mean, you got to upgrade the kid. He's played pretty good. He, he's not quite as good as everybody thinks, but pretty good. And the Rams have scuffled. They are 26th in DVOA overall. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL from that perspective. However, they've played the third hardest schedule so far. So the schedule makers didn't do them any favors coming into it. Now, Dallas is the sixth best DVOA team in the league, but they play the 23rd easiest schedule. So it's yeah. about to get a lot tougher for them, even though 26, 23, you know, you say, well, that, that means that, you know, they should they should easily handle the Rams if they're worse than 23. But I think all things being equal, uh, that doesn't quite hold water. And then the other point I wanted to make on this game, now, in fairness, our numbers do uh, agree with Dallas. And when I ran the simulations, Dallas wins the game and covers both times, but here's what I will say about the pass rush. Uh, Micah Parsons is Lawrence Taylor incarnate, and he has been a badass since the day he walked on the scene. However, uh, Mr. PFF over there, if you look at his scores through the first four games, I think it was like a 85 and like a 92, and then there was a whisper. There was a whisper about him being kind of questionable for the third game and then it kind of went away and then nobody said anything else about it and his grade for that game was like a 71 or 72 and then this last week his grade was like a 52 it was his worst game as a professional so far and i think that he's honestly hurt and there's something bigger going on there that we're not being told fucking shocker that Mm -hmm. that would fucking happen but without that dude, they I mean, they still got, obviously, a lot of sacks last week, even without him, him just being on the field. So I'm not sure how much overall that's going to affect. But a bench in one game, sure, it doesn't affect you against a shitty fucking Lions uh, offensive line. But like I said, the Rams have been pretty bad, too. And, uh, you know, if you pressure Stafford, you know he's going to turn the ball over. The Cowboys literally live on fucking turnovers. Uh, it's fucking manna from heaven for them. So that's what scares me about it. But if Parsons is truly hurt, you know, you're going to start to see those pass rush numbers start to decline for Dallas, uh, you know, incrementally over the weeks. Because without that dude, once everybody figures out that he's not 100% and they see it on film, like, okay, well, now we don't have to slide protection. Now we don't have to worry about double team. Now we can just kind of play straight up. I mean, if you could do that, that takes away the Demarcus Lawrence, who I don't even know if he's ever had 10 career sacks in the season. That takes away all the rest of those guys that are pretty much spares up front, to be honest. So I, I think as people start to realize that and that weakness starts to get exploited, you're going to see that uh, their sack numbers drop precipitously until they either set him down and get him healthy or he gets healthy on his own. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, like, or, or he could go out here and have fucking three sacks. So, I mean, that's... Well, it's, it's here's one thing I know: dudes that fucking score high on PFF generally score high on PFF, especially uh, defenders that are not cornerbacks. Any cornerback can have a bad game. Obviously, you face a number one receiver, a couple busted coverages, whatever that can happen. But dudes like that, generally they're pretty consistent across the board. And for him to drop 
from a 92 all the way down in the 50s. Like, that ain't good. That ain't good. And that's telling me that he's not, because he's too good. I mean, think about it. He just played the, the shitty fucking Giants. He should have been damn near 100 rated against them. He didn't get a single sack. Not one. So, and, yeah. he, and he, had, he had a real bad grade. So, I'm just telling you, I, I think that he's hurt, and I think we're not being uh, told the truth about it. You're he not telling me go, the truth! He needs to go full LT and just do a line before the game and get out there <laughs> and just fucking, just fucking wreck it. All right, moving on to those Arizona Cardinals. Five-point home dogs to those goddamn, they won't stop winning Philadelphia Eagles. They won't stop winning. Jesus, what a fucking machine they are. Look, I don't have much on this game. Obviously, if, you've been, if you're a weekly listener, you know that Arizona, whatever I say about Arizona, go the opposite way. Bo Sivas has figured that out. Um, <laughs> so much like Vegas, Arizona, those two teams I can't do. Um, Arizona's 0-7, though, ATS and straight up at home in the last seven. I'm not sure what's going on with them at home. On this stretch, uh, but that's enough for me to put me on a lean to Philly, even though I hate laying that big number on the road. But yeah, this, something's going on at home for Arizona over the last now it's seven games, ATS and straight up. So, what do you got? Yeah, I don't have a lot on this one. Uh, the numbers are split on it, and I mean, man, like you said, Philadelphia's a machine, and it's one of those things like, when do you want to step in front of it? Uh, I, I'm not ready to right now. Personally, with this football team in Arizona, they don't seem to have a lot of cohesiveness. You know, they scuffled for a while with uh, Carolina. They eventually got the win. Uh, you know, they scuffled with Denver. Who Den- You know, Denver should shape out to be a good team, but they're really not right now. Um, I don't know, man. There's there's definitely some something going on. Uh, maybe Kyler's finding his little midget magic, you know, here and there. And maybe he's going to keep picking up his – Lucky coins or whatever it is that he does uh, yeah, to heavy. power up his offensive attack, but yeah, I don't want any part of that uh, currently. So that's probably a pass for me. All right, all right, moving on. Those Baltimore Ravens three-point home favorites versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, listen, Baltimore let one get away last week, and uh, now they have a now they're playing a team who will probably. Well, almost definitely be the ones they have to beat to win this division. And, um, I mean, to, to come on, this is just a smash spot to Baltimore for me. Situationally coming off a bad let one get away loss. And now you get to, in primetime, um, kind of make a statement to the rest of the world in the only game going uh, that you are the division champs and, and um, you're going to take this division um, Cincinnati, look, they, they had a smash spot against uh, Miami last Thursday, and you called it. It was a great call. They did cover. However, it, it felt like it, it felt like it was much more difficult for them to get that cover than it should have been. They that, that should have been like yeah, a they had to it, work way too fucking yes, hard. Yes, exactly. So I you look, I'm not all in on the Cincinnati team. Uh, now I will say that the fact that Baltimore has given up two. Now, second half, big leads, Miami and Buffalo. If you feel more comfortable just playing the first half here with Baltimore, I don't blame you at all, but I'm going to lean to Baltimore here uh, for the game. Yeah, uh, I got to lean with you. Our numbers agree with you. Uh, Baltimore here. Uh, 
Speaking of Buffalo, a little nugget I picked up I forgot to mention. I think they've had a 20 second half possessions against them this year. You know how many points have been scored? They've had, say it again, they've had 20 second half possessions against them? Yeah, so they've had to play defense 20 times in the second half through four games. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you're asking tells me not a lot. Yeah, three points. Oh my God. So, Baltimore's kind of the opposite of that, obviously. Yeah, big up, time. Big up, time. And, you know, you don't want to get you don't want to get fucking backdoor Burrow, as we've dubbed him yeah. in this podcast, some yep. momentum going. I know. So, that scares the shit out of me on that. Now, again, Baltimore is a consensus for our numbers. Uh, through, I did actually run a projection on them. They split this one straight up and ATS. So, obviously, it could, it could go either way. However... What I will say is this, Cincinnati on offense is fucking dreadful so far, which, you know, that was the strength of their team last year, 27th in DVOA, and that is against the 18th ranked defensive uh, DVOA schedule so far. Baltimore, as bad as they've been on defense, is still ranked 16th on defense, and that's against the 7th best offensive schedule. So they're playing a much less, at least productive to this point, offense. So, and Baltimore is the number one. Uh, DVOA offense so far in the NFL, so I think that they can build enough of a lead and that Cincinnati has not shown the proficiency so far to be able to come back. Uh, they've been, you know, like I said, 27 versus the 18th, so you expect them to be at least that bad versus Baltimore being that they're 16th. We'll see, but yeah, I, I think that if Baltimore can just hold a fucking lead so at that home, first. So that first half line, if it's Baltimore minus three for the game, what's the first half line going to be for Baltimore? Minus two? Sorry, say that? you broke up. Oh, sorry. Um, the, if if Baltimore is minus three for the game, what would the first half line be for Baltimore? Is it minus two? Mm, I mean, minus two at, at one hundred five, at one one and a half, at one ten. I mean, yeah, I, I think. I think I'll be playing that. Just a little heads up. I think I might be playing that. And it's moving to three and a half, by the way. If you want to get them at three, it's minus 118, 115, right. 118. So at, at three and a half, you can get them at even money right now. So I think I'd actually play that. If I had to make the bet right now, I would lay the three and a half and take the even money and not pay the dime. I just I think Baltimore Good. kind of handily wins this one. All right. All right, moving on. Last game. Monday Night Football. Ba, 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 da, ba, da. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Seven-point home favorite to our Las Vegas Raiders. I feel like we've taken this game a million times in the past. Either Vegas plus seven. And, and we're one in 999,000. <laughs> I know. If whether, whether we get seven, whether we get ten, this is a game we always take the fucking Raiders on, and we always fucking lose. I got nothing. Raiders are my kryptonite. Second kryptonite team. What do you got? Yeah, I don't want any part of this. I mean, they won me money last week, but the Raiders are one of those teams that they're very situational. It's it's just like the Redskins. Like there's just certain points where I can kind of I can feel it. I can feel the force with them. That they're going to do it for us. Yeah. And this is not one of those spots. There's no fucking way, uh, you know, that neither one neither one of these – they both covered last week, so nobody falls into any kind of trend line there. Las Vegas is an away dog before a bye again. It's three games over 500. Not a big thing there. It is moving towards 7.5. 
So if you like the Chiefs, you better snatch it up now. I don't think it moves. Well, if it moves to 7.5, it'll probably get to 8.5 by game time just for some teaser protection for the bookies. Might even to 9. They, they, they'll start to do that more and more because these teasers, uh, Longhorn, as you documented, you know, they started the year uh, literally raping everyone. Nothing <laughs> hit. And now, lately, they are fucking becoming bang, 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 just money all yeah. over the place. So these books will start to... Once it gets away from a little bit and it gets over the seven through some key numbers, they're just going to push it all the way up to nine and tell everybody to go fuck themselves pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All right, I boys agree. and girls, that was all the wins coming to the air tonight, baby. <laughs> Boys and girls, it's time you all have been waiting for. It's time for those free and free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. All right, you spoke about it, so I'm going to hit you up with two teasers. Two, two team six point teasers. Let's start with the early bird game over there in Iraq or Australia. I'm not sure where they're playing. <laughs> We're going to take. Green Bay from minus eight down to minus two, and we are going to pair them with those Tampa Bay Buccaneers from minus eight to minus two and a half. That's your first leg. It should pay off by three o'clock. And then let's go to the late teaser action where we're going to take San Fran, take them from six and a half down to a half, and pair that up with Monday Night Football, Kansas City from minus seven down to minus one. Two teaser free picks this week. What was that second one one more time? It is San Fran minus a half point and Kansas City minus one. I fucking love it, baby. I love it. Now, if they're in Iraq, though, I want to tease the number of women beaten or raped up to, can I get plus 45? Can I get that? Mm, Sure. I'll book it for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, boys and girls, we're going to move on to the college free pick of the week. And this week, we're going to do something we don't normally do, but it, you know, you got to pick your spots, baby. You got to pick your spots when you lay that big wood. That's what he said. And we're going to pick it right now, those Ohio State Buckeyes, minus 27 over the hapless Michigan State Spartans. Now, boys and girls, Michigan State hired a coach named Mel Tucker. He had a hell of a first year, 11-2, and two, went to the Peach Bowl, won that motherfucker, and then they gave him a $95 million contract. And he's 2-3 and three this year, and things are not going so well. But that has no bearing on the game, and I just thought that I would mention that, you know, sometimes um, doing things for reasons other than football reasons <laughs> – they just don't work out. But anyway, we'll move on. Ohio State is the number one offense in efficiency. By the way, Ohio State is now the number one team on my power rankings. They do this bullshit every year where they climb up by beating the hell out of the Big Ten. But whatever the numbers are, what they are, and I got to rank them. Number one in offense and efficiency, Michigan State, 60th in the country. Ohio State on defense is the fifth best defensive efficiency team. Michigan State, 38th, and they have not played anybody, and I mean fucking anybody, anywhere close to Ohio State on either side of the ball 
This is going to be an old-fashioned, just fucking ass-whipping in the Big Ten. Blow doors, go Buckeyes. Yeah, Mel Tucker, obviously part of that uh, Tucker family. Uh, him and him and Carson Tucker, uh, they're just both <laughs> both doing really fantastic work. For <laughs> oh, okay, Logor, tell me about that fabulous <laughs> website one more time. All right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode for the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and Bocephus, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People! Stop throwing away your hard on money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby!